Uh, this is the 229th episode of the Meanest House podcast. I can't even keep up anymore. <laughs> I think it's 229. I mean to say what? I'm Shana B. Jack Stucky. Yeah, but 229th. I got it right. <laughs> uh, we have a guest joining us today from P Valley. Um, we will wait on her. It's going to be a surprise who it is, but um, until then, it's us. <laughs> uh, Dex just came off of vacation, so the Shayna, yeah. I'm the only one who's not vacationing at this point. <laughs> <laughs> How was your vacation, Shayna? Oh my God, it was so beautiful. I did not want to come home, but I definitely will be back Bermuda. So many beaches, so many things I still didn't even get to do because there's so much there. It's very expensive though. That was definitely when people tell you that, and like people tell me about that, that about Aruba, I'm like Aruba's fine, but Bermuda, a twelve pack of Pepsi's was twenty dollars. Oh Jesus! So they're getting hit with inflation too, huh? No, it's just always expensive there. Girl, why are you drinking soda? Because you know you have to mix it with your rum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Dexter, how are you feeling? <clears throat> well, Mexico wasn't as expensive because I had COVID, so I spent half the time in the hotel room. <laughs> no! That's actually the first time Dex has admitted he had COVID. I thought you weren't going to tell people. You didn't make the announcement that everybody makes when they have COVID. Well, because it's two years too late. It's like when you get a tattoo when you're 40. Like, nobody cares. And truthfully, literally, nobody cares about COVID because my friends were like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'm like, should I test negative first or you don't care? Then I went to the doctors and they're like, well, you can go back to work now, even if you're still testing positive. I said, what? Oh, no. So you're going to be dealing with this for quite some time because they don't care no more. Yeah, That's terrible. That's really horrible. Wow. Now they now they worried about the monkeypox. That's yeah. The they, now. They're like, don't worry about COVID. Everybody gonna get that. Just and, just and apparently kidding. there's a new one that's developing, and I'm not making you know. Yeah. It's developing over in China right now, and that that's on the horizon. Thanks. Look, Sorry. before our guest gets here, let's hop into what's in our feed. Because in addition to the monkeypox, everyone is talking about Irv Gotti. And I cannot wait to talk about this because I know Dex, Dex is like Ashanti's number one fan. So Irv Gotti has been talking about how he slept with Ashanti during the Murder, Inc. days and he mm -hmm. made her. And mind you, he's he was married this whole time. So, so he he is on a warpath. Everybody's just forgetting about the fact that he's he was married. So he's like on a warpath about his mistress, right, that he slept with, that doesn't even acknowledge him or talks about him. And he just wants the whole world to know that they were a thing. He has a new documentary on BET, which I have not watched. And yeah. he is kissing and telling. I think Irv Gotti is so entertaining, but I really think that this is really low. Like, I get, cr like, it, cr it makes me cringe that he's talking so much about his sexual encounters with a woman who won't even claim him. <laughs> and maybe she's not claiming him because as you said, he was married. Like I'm right. listening to this interview and him pouring his heart out how he was so hurt. And I did see some memes and couldn't wait to talk to Dex. But that was like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. I hope your wife was there to comfort you while you were so upset. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, when he described that, he's like, I'm sitting here watching a basketball game and I see her with him. And I'm like, okay, and? <laughs> um, it's funny, Mina, I had a little bone to pick with you, but you, what you just said, now I don't have to pick it anymore. Because last night I did watch the Murder, Inc. documentary and I was like, I didn't know Irv Gotti was this like, big you know what i mean like i knew him but i didn't like he was responsible for dmx starting with def jam like he's yeah. i've got he has a pretty extensive career like you gotta give him that and then I, mean, I was think like, about Herb murder inc it was ja rule lloyd i mean they had a full roster yeah. and that was later on him. though like that was later on like this it was like part one of the documentary they started and they just started like talking about like the dmx jay-z ja rule stuff and i'm like you know Irv Gotti really did like shift the culture like he really did um, then I was like, but I don't like how he talking about Ashanti. So I went to see who I know who was following him. And I saw you on there and I said, oh, I'm gonna have to talk to her about this. But then you said he's entertaining. So now I get it. It makes sense. Well, let me, <laughs> let me say this. I, the only time I talk to Irv Gotti is every year during BT. I know that we're always going to get Irv Gotti visit. And when you interview Irv Gotti, there's like no controlling him. He's like Kanye a little bit. He's all over the place. He's very like over the top and like um, animated. He's mm -hmm. animated and he talks a lot. And I remember... This past week, I'm like, oh, here we go. Irv Gotti, not this past, but this, like the, the beat, this year's BT yeah, yeah. weekend. I'm like, here we go. Right. <laughs> here come Irv Gotti. <laughs> so, and you know, that's like the inside joke now with us. Like, okay, here come Irv. We, you know, <laughs> we're about to have a moment here. And he was going on and on about how she won't say that she did anything with him. And in the documentary, um, there's other people that were in Murder, Inc. that are going to, like, back up his story. And I literally said to him, I put this clip up on my, on my social media. I said, Irv, you're saying too much. Because I just, whatever happened to not kissing and telling, especially when you're married? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, like, we're just that's gonna make light of the you... fact that you're in a, like, you both of y'all are just not doing the right thing. Like, right. And that's why I'm like, maybe that's why she doesn't want to claim it, because she was a young woman. And it's embarrassing, like. I was involved with a married man. Like, I don't want to claim you because I can't claim you. Like, I don't right. want to do that. He did yeah. clear it up, though. He did basically say that he wasn't, he was married, but he wasn't married. Like, you know, like it was one of those situations. And he was saying like, she wasn't the reason the marriage broke up and stuff. And think about it. He's crapping on her, calling her all types of B words and stuff like that. But then still was like, but she ain't breaking my marriage. So like, I, I thought that was pretty respectable. Um, the part that kind of bothers me a little bit. And, and I think that one of the reasons why I think she doesn't claim it, the marriage stuff, I'm sure it probably plays a part into it. But also like he mentioned specifically that they were having sex when the song Happy came out, which yeah. She was, she was 22 years old. So like, if I'm thinking about this, if this relationship or situation started when she was 20, 21, 22 years old, she probably feels like she was taken advantage of. Right. Just think about it, you're a label head. This is somebody who's working, who's trying to, to get signed to be on your label and stuff like that. You kind of took advantage of this person. And honestly, I don't think we talk about that enough in our culture. We talk about it with like, you know, Hollywood people or whatever. And yep. um, damn, I'm, I'm mad I drew a blank or whatever. Harvey Weinstein. We talked about it with him a lot, but like a lot of the women who he took advantage of, he wasn't just jumping on top of them. He was persuading them with movie roles and stuff like that. And that's just as bad. And I think that's what Irv Gotti is kind of or kind of seemed like he did in this situation, which I think is a little disgusting. Yeah, well, it happens all the time. It's it's power, right? Like this person mm -hmm. has the power to move your career forward. And not that Ashanti did it for that reason, but it's like, you know, you, you kind of like, 
look up to this person in a way. It's like a weird relationship. You know, yeah. you look up to changing person, your life. Right. And they're putting you in a position to fulfill your dreams. And you might have a lot of late night studio sessions and you're really close together. I mean, it makes it, you know, it happens a lot. And, you know, sometimes it's not the healthiest. I mean, I think with the R. Kelly and Aaliyah situation, same kind of power dynamic yeah. where he was helping her with her music and, and you know, creatively they were on, 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 a, on the same length, but she was obviously a lot younger than he was. Yeah. And I'm not comparing Irv Gotti to R. Kelly. No, no, I get what you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a common thing where there are women that are, you know, their bosses are men and, and especially they're not in corporate America. They're, they work for a record label. There's no HR. So like, you know, there's no one to regulate that. I also don't like that. A woman in dating somebody who's powerful. And he's like, I remember being young and you see, you know, this dude out here getting it. Like you're just captivated by that. Like you're, you're in that moment. Yeah. My, I also have a big gripe with Ja Rule in this thing. Like you tour the the country with this woman and you're sitting, and this is supposed to be your friend and you're letting your other friend sit up and call her the B word and spill her business. I just thought that was like really distasteful on his part too. Well, a lot of the times this happens. People just want to be Switzerland. They're like, I don't want to get involved. Ain't That's no Switzerland in this situation. Like, like <laughs> for me, like if I have a friend and I and and this is and if it's like you know behind closed doors, people talking about me and this stuff happens. Sure, but this is recorded and you see it and you're on camera saying, "Oh, I'm Switzerland. I'm not in it." Like that, we can't be friends no more. Like that for me would would be it. Well, me interviewing Irv Gotti, there's nothing you can say to Irv Gotti to make him change his mind. I mean, not change his mind, but but it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, make it known that like, I'm not okay with it. Yeah, because anytime people bring up Firefest, Ashanti shuts the conversation down. Like, she don't be like, oh, I'm Switzerland with that. She don't do that. Firefest. I forgot about that for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, like, even when Irv was talking, I felt like he was saying too much. I said, Mm-hmm. Irv, you're saying too much. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm telling the truth. I'm like, Irv, this is a lot. Like, th- you know, because I've interviewed Ashanti as well. And I'm like, I just, I don't feel comfortable a man telling me that he slept with another I, with another woman. And in order for me to believe it, I'm going to watch this documentary and other people are going to like back up his story. Like, who cares, bro? Right. This happened like 25, 20 years ago. What? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you still holding on to this? I think his little heart was broken. That's oh, he that said it. So yeah. good. He, did it. He's, he's, he said the, the chick you in love with. That's when you said too much. You should have just said the chick you smashed. Don't say you was in love because now it seems like you're still in love. Like, and well, I get that, it. Like, that's and what again, it you're in love and you're married. Like, I'm so confused. The crazy part about it, when he was talking, I related to it, minus to actually having the opportunity to do stuff with her. I'm like, I'm still in love with the girl, too, from 20 years ago. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All right. Our guest is joining us on time. Look at us. <laughs> Two weeks in a row where we have guests that join us on time. We love it. Ooh. Yes. She is looking together. Yes. Wait, let me put her. I need her on the. Uh, big hi. <laughs> hey. Hey. Put you on the big screen. You're way too pretty to be inside of the little box with yes. us three. Oh, <laughs> y'all are too sweet. <laughs> uh, Psalm Salazar, Psalm, right? Psalms. Yeah, Psalms Salazar is joining us. She plays Whisper on P-Valley, and she looks <laughs> so pretty. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm Nina. It. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Shayna. Okay, hold on. 
Hello. So wait, wait. You're not Shayna. <laughs> what's, what's your name? Dexter. Nice to meet you, Dexter. Nice to meet you. Stom, we're obsessed with your show. Oh yeah. my we talk about it all the time. Um, it, it's so complex. You know, it's like entertaining, but complex. It's tackling a lot of hard issues. It's making people uncomfortable, which is always a good thing because that means that maybe, you know, people are being challenged by, you know, some of the things that they're seeing. How is it being on the show inside of like everything that's going on with the plot and how popular the show is? Well, because honestly, because we, um, because we shot during Corona and it was, it's actually my, it's my breakout role. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. before this, I, I mean, sister couldn't even book a co-star. <laughs> so <laughs> I was really blessed that I, you know, booked a series regular for my first like big gig, but I've been out here for about five years. So it was about that time anyways. Um, um, but since we filmed during Corona, it's actually, we were actually very separate from each other. I really only um, communicated with people that were in my scenes. I didn't really get to know a lot of the other actors on a personal level because of the regulations and the way they had to do things. So uh, I wasn't like, so when I'm watching, it's also like, you know, I mean, I did read the script, but it's also a surprise to me, you know, like, oh, wow, like, oh, okay. Cause you know, I wasn't involved in a lot of that scenes maybe with Lil Murda or, um, Brandy or like whatever, you know? So it's a little different experience. Um, but my experience though, with like, you know, my storyline, it was, it, it was all just very new. <laughs> it was just, it was just really new. I was really excited. I was a little intimidated because I, mean, I was working with people that were, you know, more experienced than me. And, um, I was, I felt like I was a fish with, you know, all the sharks, you know, but uh, thankfully, you know, I got through it. <laughs> Is that a pole the behind the you? Huh? Is that a pole behind you? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she just hopped on the pole. I love yeah, it. I got, yeah, when when I booked it, I had they they trained me. Uh, I had a trainer, you know, to for the pole lessons, and I just got one in my house because I thought, you know, just to get better at it. Like, why not? Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we all got one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I never know how to block out my background. Like, I fucking that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Did you watch the show before you were cast, or was it like they were like, "Here, try out for this role," and then you got familiar? So, so funny thing is, I heard about P Valley a little bit, but I didn't watch it. Um, and my manager at the time was like, "Hey, I think you'd be great for this show. You know, I submitted you. Check it out." I watched it. And I was like, oh, hell no, there's no way. <laughs> I just felt like there was no way they were going to have mm -hmm. someone that looked like me because I am Black and Spanish, but I felt like, you know, it's predominantly a Black show. And it's very Southern. It's very good. Uh, you know, it's very, uh, the women are beautiful, big ass, big titties. So I just felt like, and I'm like really fatigued. I just didn't think I fit the tone of the show um, originally. But the role was for ethnically ambiguous. Yes. So I was like, okay. Um, but we actually didn't hear back from the cast director and then my uh manager at the time hit them again was like i really think she would be great like can you please give her a shot and they're like all right fine and <laughs> i did not like i i was like this after i watched it i was like 
it's not gonna happen. I'm not gonna get it. Like, why am I even auditioning for this? You know? <laughs> He's like, do it, just do it. I was like, all right, all right. like, you know, I have nothing else better to do. So I, I did one take. Usually I do a million, you know, just right. be self-conscious and doing a million takes. I didn't even care. I was like, I did one take, so I think she is. Um, then they asked me to send a 30-second video of me dancing. And that actually did take me two days to film because I did not like the first video. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, if I do something right, I got to at least do the dancing right. Um, and then I sent it. And it was funny because during the slate, they asked you if you're comfortable with nudity. And I know how I felt about that because I did do an indie where I played uh, a struggling mom that became an escort. And mm -hmm. I was like, mm, I don't want to get typecast. I'm kind of scared, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but then they emailed uh, him and two weeks later, it was like, hey, your client wasn't sure. Oh yeah, because during the slate I said, um, I'm open to nudity. <laughs> like we can talk about it when I right, right. that kind of thing. Um, but they emailed him two weeks later and was like, Hey, your client wasn't clear. Is she or is she not comfortable <laughs> with nudity? And I go, Oh my god, they emailed you. <laughs> right. Well, I was I was like, Okay, cool, yeah, I'll, yeah, say I'll do nudity, like whatever, like, you know, like like whatever to get it. And then you know, the rest was history after that. <laughs> yeah, and you talk about dancing so we know that the show you know you use doubles and you post your double um on your instagram and everything so like how does that work how much of the dancing do you do versus a double without giving us all the movie magic like you i see that you have some natural skills yourself so like how does that work yeah so i um was a dancer in real life um i started when i was 19 um i'm 25 now so i did have that real life experience. However, um, I worked at white clubs, so it's very different. Yes, there's no booty there's clapping. Yeah. There's no climbing the pole. No. There's no <laughs> splits. There's no twerk. Yeah, we're just <laughs> <laughs> you know, we both like this, you know. And so, so um, I could climb. I could do a trick. But what they wanted was more like circle type shit, is how I yeah. describe it. And um, I was trained uh, by Danielle here. And uh, then when I went actually in Georgia, trained some more. And so I did learn a lot of the new tricks, but there are certain things that were really just out of my expertise. And um, that's when my double came involved. Her name, her real name is Adele, but her Instagram is, uh, it's Chili something like that and um like everyone's obsessed with that and i'm just gonna say because i don't really care there's <laughs> um of that trick where whisper climbs up and does a drop like everyone mm -hmm. that was not me <laughs> <laughs> as much as i appreciate the love it was not me um i wish i can do that but that was just on a different like level you know but I do do a lot of my stunts. I just don't do the really, really dangerous ones, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned you're not really you didn't really film with people because of COVID, but like you guys have really added like big names this season. Like Jocelyn Hernandez appeared, um, some of the women from Love and Hip Hop, Megan Thee Stallion. Were you in any of those scenes and how chaotic was that? So it was actually with the the episode with Jocelyn was Mississippi's basically backstory, and I was not in that episode. Yeah. Um, 
which is with those other love and hip hop actors were on. But the episode with Megan Thee Stallion, I was in that episode. I was dancing on stage, but not when she was dancing on. So we were supposed to, right? But it was just crazy, like just time scheduling. We were there all day waiting getting the lighting like just because it was a lot and we had to you know we're bringing now her people in and it, it was just so much that i actually just kind of stayed in my trailer and slept until it was my <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so i i didn't it was funny because everyone met megan i actually did not i was i was asleep in my trailer i didn't care like of course she's awesome but you know set, like filming is like really exhausting so i was like i'll, I'll see her at you know, another time. <laughs> so, so it was chaotic, but it was, you know, we made it work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. When the movie uh, Hustlers came out, one of the actresses on there, Constance Wu, like she was, she's a, an Asian actress. Like her community like turned on her after that movie came out, after seeing her in that role, because she was like an adult entertainer in the role. How was the reception from your friends and family and your community been since you debuted in this role? So my father has been very supportive. <laughs> That's good. Which right. Is, you are, imagine if your dad was like, no. Like, I, I didn't know where that was going to go. <laughs> and, and I think like, I'm actually extremely grateful for that just because like, I feel like in my journey of pursuing being an actress and when I was a real dancer, it was a, the journey was a lot of just me, myself and I, and I've never really had like support. And so to have, um, that support was like really just, um, it meant everything to me because without, when you become successful and whatever that means to you, you know, if you don't have someone to share it with, like it, it really doesn't hit the same, you no, know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so my, um, my mom is supportive as well. Um, of course, all my, my very small circle of friends and, and I'm from a very small town in Texas. So when people saw that, um that I was on this show they flipped shit because everywhere every like body I know was either married or pregnant at 16 either a cop or a teacher it was one of those towns and so you you die there kind of thing you're raised there you die there everyone Mm -hmm. lives there so I was kind of like the black sheep and so for people from where I'm from messaging me with all this overwhelming support of like how inspiring it is because I didn't come from any type of handouts. It was purely just me manifesting everything that I have. Um, it was it was nice to you know have that recognition and and I have not been turned against, so that's good. <laughs> really good. <laughs> so on yeah. the show, you have uh, like almost like a partner. Like all the girls are are have their own friends and kind of communities, but you have roulette. So the way that you're saying you guys taped in COVID, were there like times where you guys were able to meet like on FaceTime or different things before you came in and did your scenes together? Because I guess you couldn't really be hanging out on the set together. Yeah, honestly, there wasn't really any um, rehearsal process. Like you kind of worked on on your own and then you show up and, you know, uh, either you have it or you don't. Um, Whereas, you know, in theater, you know, they do a lot of rehearsing and, together you know it's very very different for tv film and plus i was learning as i'm going and because i wanted that i was like are you gonna like get together like right (laughs) Right, and read lines and stuff and go forth right (laughs) but it's almost better that way i think because um you're not like you're not expecting something and you're not planning anything you have to really just give what they're 
take and give and react to what they're giving you. So it, it's it's more authentic that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was I was actually quite lonely <laughs> during it because I was in uh, Covington, Georgia, and a lot of the other actors were in the city, and um, that's where production was. And so I would didn't know anyone. I didn't know a soul. Mm-hmm. So I was I was quite bored. <laughs> uh, but um, when I went on set, then you know I got to communicate with roulette and the makeup artists and everybody so it was cool but yeah a lot of it's kind of just like on your own so you have to really be focused and yeah so you come prepared and you know you deliver what you're supposed to do you know they did a good job casting because you know this is a a lot of people's first big roles and it there's not a point where i'm like oh this person's acting or you know it it just it 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 seems like you guys know what you're doing they they casted everyone really well even though it is a lot of your 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 first big roles right yeah no um even, I know with the other actress, uh, actors and actresses um, like Alphonse and Nico and um, Alarica and Brandy, I know that they've been in the game for a minute, but they just haven't had that platform to exhibit that. Because I know Alphonse, you know, he's in New York and he was doing Broadway and all kinds of stuff, but, you know, you didn't it, his name wasn't like mainstream, but it doesn't mean he wasn't working, like, you know, so whereas right. Me, I was just in the auditioning phase of just constantly just being rejected <laughs> and uh, hoping something lands, and uh, then it then it happened. And and I think that's the best way to learn is just doing it because you can do as much training, go to as much conservatories, and don't get me wrong, that it's going to help you immensely, depending, of course, like where you go. But when you're actually filming and doing it is the best teacher because they can't teach you what you learn on set. And I feel like the actress that I was when I came, very different actress than when I left. Wow. And so I'm, I'm really happy. And it also makes me want to, you know, do well because I'm working with great actors and I want to be able to hold my own against these, you know, alongside, you know, these really talented people, so. Yeah. From the rejections that you were getting before, how are you handling that? Because like you put your all into going to an audition, you go into it, you do it, you send your tapes in, and then they're like, no. Like, what was your process like when you were dealing with it? Yeah. Or wait, they don't even say no, Dexter. They just don't. No, like, they even give you a response. And they're like, you're like, did I get the part? Did you get my tape? What happened? You see it on TV, somebody else. Yeah, you have to have really um, thick skin. Uh, to be honest, I did not have the highest self-esteem and the self-worth. So it did really affect me. And all the times I got rejected because it just, just made me feel like I was unworthy and uh, made me just question everything about myself. And that's why I think it's really important to know who you are when you're in this type of business, yeah. any business really, but really with this type of business, because you're even though you don't want to seek validation, you like almost have to, because you don't know if you're good unless like you're told you're good, you know, yeah. or you look, you know? And so for me, uh, I would, you know, just cry a lot. <laughs> I, I would, I would just cry and beat myself up. But I was tired of doing that. I was tired of feeling like I wasn't good enough. And that's kind of what happened. The, what happened was like, I had this a crazy um, accident happen to me and it kind of woke me up. And I finally said, listen, like, um, 
I'm tired of being like desperate. And that's what it is. Like a lot of us are desperate. We mm-hmm. want it so bad. You almost kind of have to like not want it. You, you, you know what I mean? Like you almost have to not, you have to release that. You know, yeah. yeah, you have to just know what's for you at your destiny. Because if you know what's for you and your destiny, you're not going to stress about the future because you know this is what you're supposed to do, yeah. which is, you know, obviously very hard to have that mindset when you are actively pursuing something, you're constantly being told no. Um, so for me, after that, I auditioned for Lena. Y'all know Lena Waite, right? Yeah. yeah. So I auditioned for her. She has this um, production company and she has this thing going on. She has it every, I think, few years. I don't know when she has it, but um, it's a tuition-free program where you basically study under her. And I thought that would be a really good opportunity because we were coming out of Corona and I was like, wanted to just get back into things. And I auditioned for a program and I got to the last round, but I didn't get it. And it was the first time in my life where I didn't ridicule myself and, oh, I'm not good. Oh, all these things that I would usually do. I said, you know what? Um, It's a W that I got to last round. They saw something in me. I am good. There's something good in me. Maybe it's not with them, but like whatever. And to me, that was an epiphany because I I always was just constantly then beating myself down. And it really isn't like... We think being self-critical is almost kind of like admirable because it's like humble or whatever, but no, yeah. it's like, it's actually really bad for your mental health if you're yeah. constantly just like bringing yourself down. So it was cool because right when that happened, I I was still like dancing and I, I really wanted to stop. I, I, I was, it was really fucking with my self-esteem and just, mm-hmm. uh, just over it. And I always told myself, I said, you know, I'll just be a dancer until I make it as an actor. But then I realized it was like, Oh my God, I don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> and I can't, like, I can't continue dancing. Like, God damn, I've been dancing since I was freaking 19. I'm 25, like Jesus, or I was 24 at the time. So I was like, okay, I don't want to wait until the industry gives me financial freedom. You know what I mean? Because that's what we kind of do. That's kind of what yeah. I was saying. Like, I'm waiting until they pick me and then I'll stop stripping. And right, right, right. So I said, you know what? I'm going to completely bet on myself. I completely quit, which is very hard for dancers to do. I completely quit. Within a month or two, I got that audition. I started, oh yeah, I started taking real estate courses because I wanted to start making money, obviously, because I can't dance anymore and I don't know when acting's going to happen. So I was still auditioning, but I wasn't like, it wasn't like going to be my one trick pony. I was like, I have to find another way to make passive income, you know, because I don't want to just rely on one thing. And so uh, within two months, I got the audition. And then, you know, uh, then a month later, I actually booked it. And, you know, the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> you're dancing wow. again. It's like you're... It's Look at like, that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you were you were just preaching like a moment ago. You really yeah. were. And your name is Psalms. And you talk about your family. So it was your family very, like, religious or biblical-based or, like, a little bit about your background? Because it's such a unique name. Yeah. I, I grew up... Uh, I'm from Orange, Texas, which is, like, the border of Louisiana. And uh, a lot of like Pentecostal churches are out there, and mm-hmm. I was like a full grown like speaking in tongues church. Like that's what I did. And um, my mom actually named me Psalms um, before, obviously, when I was born because the doctor wasn't sure if I was gonna make it. And uh, apparently, she was sick. I was sick, and she prayed, and she, you know, she said, "God, if you deliver my child, I promise you, I'll name her something out of the Bible." Wow. And, and so, <laughs> wow, 
I'm too old to. I have two questions. So because you were a dancer, do you have, do you have like um one of the characters that you identify the most with, like their story? <laughs> Interesting. Whisper. <laughs> okay, that's good. You identify with your right. And Whisper does have this like ability, like she has this deep, like, you know, and like how you were just talking. I feel like that is how Whisper is. She's always coming like with these moments, like these with those kind of nights happen, like yeah, these yeah. deep in, in, inner, inner feeling, inner thinking moments. So I can see that. Yeah, I, it was literally the role was written for me yeah. <laughs> it was i found out after uh, i got it that eleven thousand other women auditioned for what, uh, what? yeah it, it, it wasn't shocking to me because everyone every girl i bumped into was like auditioning for whisper and that's another reason why i was like there's no way like everybody in their mama is auditioning for it. like I, there was just no way but i was like whatever but it was it was pure just divine timing stars. Yes. Girl, was, you were like, one of 11,000. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, don't, like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, uh, I love P Valley and I, I can't wait to tell different stories only because, you know, I've been telling the dancer narrative mm -hmm. for quite some time and I, and I am excited to, uh, you know, do other things, but um, like with Whisper, I'm also very grateful that my first role is something I can authentically portray and it's not, you know, over the moon and I can really step into that and grow and let that be the stepping stone to like, you know, uh, hopefully much more opportunities. So, mm -hmm. yeah. You were talking about like your religious background a little bit. There's a lot of things on the show that really challenge, you know, um, religion and what man and woman and, you know, sexuality yeah. and, yeah. you know, all this stuff. Do, do you ever find yourself watching it and like having some of your beliefs, you know, challenged or questions at, at all by the show? No, to be honest, no, because I did grow up religious, but and I know this is going to sound cliche because I feel like everyone says it, but it is true. Um, I, I I don't identify now as a religious young woman. I'm a very spiritual person. And all that means is I don't um, take things so literally. I, I do still pray. I still meditate and, uh, and all those things. But I'm not like worshiping an entity, uh, you know, like other religions as they all, you know, Buddha, Allah, Jesus, you know, I don't take it to that extent, but I know that energy is real. You know, we're made of energy and it doesn't die. And I know there's a higher power. Um, and I believe, you know, being a good person and karma and all that good stuff. Um, so watching the show uh, and, and with like, you know, the abortion and, you know, the, the different sexes of relationships and stuff. Um, the domestic I, violence as well. There's a, it's yeah. layered. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and of course, you know, I hate that, you know, you don't hate that, but like, right. yeah, just wrong with you, <laughs> you know, you know, um, it's all very interesting to me because I wasn't always like this, and so I look at the old songs and I would definitely judge, and you know, um, because you know, being Texas, we're very conservative and traditional, you know, and I would definitely judge a lot of these relationships, but being who I am now and with the life I have, um, I'm like to just show more grace and empathy and with mm -hmm. the whole trans and uh the masculinity i didn't know that was a thing really in soul p valley that there were undercover like really masculine men that like you know uh um, trans women or whatever that was all very new to me and i was just like this is just very interesting so i was learning like as i'm 
you know, growing with the show. But um, for the for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm not so much challenged, but more so uh, intrigued and and I like the that we are discussing things that should bring more awareness and mm-hmm. make people maybe hopefully change their perspective or at least have empathy. Maybe you don't understand right. it. Just respect it at least. People's choices, way of life, and things like that. Yeah. So, is there a dream role for you? Like one role that you're like, if I get this, I'm going to retire from acting and just do real estate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think, I don't think I'll retire until like, I'm probably really old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but the type of, cause I, so real estate is like what, you know, makes me be able to live, you know, cause acting, yeah, it's great money, but we're contract workers. So as soon as I'm done with one gig, if you, you don't have like a, another right. gig, just, yeah, unless you know you reach that reach that level, right? Because that's what we all want to be at. Um, but where I'm at, I'm just like getting started. So since I've been back, I haven't booked another gig. So that's why I was like super into making sure I can take care of myself and not go back to the club, you know. Yeah. Um, but the role I've always wanted to play, like I want to play different, all, all different kind of lives. But I love like Angelina Jolie, badass assassin. Yeah. Uma Therma, Kill Bill, the mm-hmm. shark. And, you know, I would love just to play some gangster shit, you know, like, <laughs> that's what made me really, like, start to love film, like, all the Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Okay. Um, I love that the gangster Italian, like, just film New York, all that. I, I would love to be in that space. So it's not necessarily a specific type of role, just kind of, like, more edgy, rebellious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the show that Swiss Beats pro- uh, produces on um, with Forrest Whitaker? Oh. Ooh, a Black Mafia? Or... Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah. What's it, what's it called? Um, uh, um, uh, Godfather of Harlem? The Godfather of Harlem. I could see you on that. The Godfather okay. of Harlem. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Where is it on? What, what, what network is it on? I think it's on Hulu. It was on FX and it's on Hulu yeah, now. Yeah, so then it comes on Hulu, yeah. 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 It's funny yeah. you said that because in my head, I'm thinking, oh, like Law and Order. You could be like a new police officer on Law and Order and that, that's all <laughs> it. rolled into one. <laughs> yeah, or or maybe like like a... I don't know why, but trailer park roles kind of really like. I really <laughs> like the trashy, like, <laughs> like you know, suffering, you know, yeah. kind of shit. Like, <laughs> I love that. I, I love real things, real yeah. people that you, you know, don't I, see often too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, we Is love there- whisper. We love Whisper. We talk about Whisper, the show, everybody, and yeah. I know we're coming up on the last final show of the season so I know you can't really tell us what to expect but when you say like you're watching the show along with us like I know you've read the script but are you like getting ready for next week too like oh my god I can't wait to see how this episode is going to play out because you weren't there for you know you guys don't film together so when yeah. you're watching it are you watching it just like us like as the fans like oh my god no, that bitch just happened. literally I, even because especially because it's my first show I'm like always just like ah! <laughs> like, how do I look? How do I sound? You don't know. Like you don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know, you just don't know. You guys, I feel like a lot of people end up watching it like on Saturday. I watched it on Sunday. Uh <laughs> I, yeah, I like to like wait a little longer. Um, but hi Cooper. Um, yeah, I'm just watching it as y'all. So I can't, yeah, I can't reveal much. And honestly, yeah, I am in the last episode. I forgot. 
I didn't really have much going on in the last episode, but the last episode, just know it's gonna it's it's gonna be a lot of good emotions. Okay. Okay. Good. okay. All I'm gonna say. <laughs> have you guys talked about season three? Because I feel like season one was kind of like the setup and then I started to feel like season two they added characters but then we started to learn more about the characters that we you know met in season one is that going to continue into season three where now we're getting to know more about your background you know whispers background and roulette's background because you guys are like the you guys are like main characters in the second season in terms of like the new faces you know Yeah. So if there is a season three, um, from my knowledge, I believe that's the direction the show is going. Um, when they keep they keep saying who who do they keep saying? They keep comparing um, Roulette and I, like Thelma and Louise. They keep yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so I think that's, that's what's going to start to um, come into fruition and uh, bigger storylines and how we became and got here and all that good stuff. You know what they did with the other characters, you know, dive mm-hmm. in with them. And so I, I'm excited, of course, because, you know, every actor wants a bigger storyline. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm happy because I honestly, I honestly don't know where it's going to go because when I booked it, I had no clue I was going to look like that. I had, <laughs> I thought it was going to be myself. And literally the test, the test shoot day, when they just try different things, they're putting contacts or putting long weed. I said, oh my God. <laughs> How long are you in makeup? Because it's a lot. It's the contacts, it's the hair. How long is your makeup? So, so yes, my makeup takes house. Can, sorry, my dog is literally a crackhead. She's messing around. <laughs> Not a crackhead. Um, hair and makeup, I felt it was my least favorite part because I just hate sitting down for a long period of time. Um, but it was about, I want to say maybe three hours, maybe. Oh, much. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm pushing it because if one of the makeup artists in them here, stop it with that, no three hours. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> it felt like three hours. But I know other actors were like relaxed. I know she was hours because they put a lot of fake tattoos on her. So yeah. I, I know it took her forever. Me, a lot of tattoos are actually my tattoos besides the wings on the back. Mm-hmm. And then there's one right here. But the big lion and all that other stuff, that, that's actually mine. So it that wasn't that long. But um. If three hours might be pushing it, so let's just say at least two and a half. It just depends. That's still that's still so long. Oh it's yeah, like you have to sit there and get ready before you even do the scene. And the scene's oh, probably oh. not two hours. Right, <laughs> we would have the earliest time I ever had was, I think it was four a.m. till literally I think we were there to the next like day, um, like three or four in the morning, like like literally. It was long days. Wow. Long, long, but if I said do two or three hours of makeup, I'm going to the bar with that full face of makeup. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> if I didn't live in bumfuck nowhere, maybe no. I would have. But I, <laughs> I would just fall out now. I couldn't like really show off my look at all. But yeah. I would come home and just, well, I mean, it was so much to get off to. Like the tattoos, they, they would stick to your body and then it wouldn't come off. I was really impatient. So, so you would have to wait for the makeup artist. And they're doing a lot of actors taking up all the makeup and the and tattoos. And sometimes I wouldn't wait. I was like, ah, I'll keep it on, I'll keep it on, whatever. So I would 
um, and keep it on the next day. They would, you know, have half a tattoo there or whatever. Uh, because it was just a lot just because they have to, you know, strip everyone. And sometimes we try to keep the tattoos on so we don't have to redo that process every single time. You know, if you're filming the next day, then, you know, keep it on. Let's be mindful. Let's save the tattoos, save time. And that's another thing is a lot of shows, you know, makeup's really natural, you know, people are like themselves. And so it was really cool for my first show. It's like the makeup and hair is a huge part of the storytelling. So I, I've never looked that good in my life. I never, like, <laughs> I never, I never wore wigs. I never did the fake nails and all that crap. So it was fun. It was like, okay, it's a totally alter ego, like a totally different, you know, person. Even though I relate to Whisper, Whisper as a whole, like who she is, like, Physically, yeah, very night and day, for yeah. sure. Are there any roles that you auditioned for before that they said no, and now, like, those people are calling you now because you're on P-Valley? Honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're, no, they're probably already found another actor didn't care. Um, to be honest, I... Since I like booked it, I, I decided to go a different route. Usually this is when actors like get publicists and really go hard. So now that they have a bit more momentum to book mm -hmm. other things, I I went a completely different route. I let go of my agent, I let go of my manager, and I revamped. I've been back in training. I'm going to go to New York in September and do some training at a drama school. I just want to really hone in on my craft. And um, so I'm ready, prepared for what's to come. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm like, I'm really passionate about, like, it's, like, just being good. Like, I really want to be great. Like, the people I look up to, like, Viola Davis and um, Sydney Sweeney, like, actors like Meryl Streep, of course. Like, I love what they make me feel like when I watch film and TV. And so, to me, that's, like, more important right now than um, going out for other roles and kind of building my name. Season three, I will attack it more. I will have a publicist. I will push myself more. But right now, I just want my craft to be up, up to par. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But I am going to get new rep and I will go out again. Um, but this season of my life was training. So I'm just yeah. back training. So, yeah, but it's okay. That's though. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yes. Well, Psalm, thank you so Psalms. <laughs> I keep saying Psalm. I'm gonna call you P. Call me Pusha P. I was like, okay, that works. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. You're you're like so easy to talk to yes. and so personable. And like, congratulations on everything. It's only up from here. Yes, yeah. thank you. And we can't thank wait to see you on Law and Order. <laughs> Or the Godfather yes. of Harlem. Honestly, I would love to do maybe Euphoria. I feel like I could totally be on Euphoria. Yeah, yes. Euphoria. Yeah. So I gotta get new reps so I can start auditioning for stuff again like that. But you will definitely see me again very yes. soon. Yes, we will. Different platforms, and I'm really, really thank you guys for just reaching out and wanting to hear me. You know, just get to know me, and, I, and it feels good. So just be recognized, and I appreciate y'all's time for that. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. Bye, babe. Bye. Y'all have a great evening. Bye. Too, bye. All right. She was so cute. She was so I, awesome. Like, I smiled the whole time. <laughs> you did. You were like, so well. Are you going to watch was, the show now, Dexter? You know, it's crazy. I, when you said she was going to be on, I binge watched the entire season of the show. Like, did I'm, you? But yeah, like, I'm very familiar with the show. 
wait so okay okay this is a new development so now so you had your judgment based off the clips and social media right Mm -hmm. now that you've actually gone through and watched it has your perspective on the show changed i mean i'm like you you know everybody do what they do you know (laughs) (laughs) no but it really allows you to like feel for these characters when you see their backstory yeah, and like, like I, when she was saying that, I was thinking like there's so much they could do with Whisper Roulette, especially like because as this season is ending, you are wondering like how did this how did this happen? How did this get here? Like I feel like with a lot of those characters, there's so much still like story to tell in that P Valley story. Yeah, and I also base like who I like on shows, especially women. This is terrible, but I base them how they look like based on how they look and the girl who like i'm in love with is apparently leaving the show the miss mississippi girl yeah yeah why would you leave (laughs) i have to learn their real names because when she was like saying their names i'm like wait a minute (laughs) which character (laughs) is that i I only know brandy is a mercedes because i when the show first started happening i started following brandy but i can't remember mississippi's name but i saw it the other day because she was actually in mexico too dex and she posted like if y'all don't stop asking me about Derek every time i'm at the airport and she said like my name is whatever. My name is not Miss Mississippi. <laughs> she better be careful in Mexico. They got that stuff out there. <laughs> <laughs> so Nico is Uncle Uncle Clifford. Yeah. Brandy's Mercedes. Uh, she kept saying uh, Alphonse. That's a little murder. Yes, I do that because I've been yeah. looking. I had to so, look him up. <laughs> I bet um, I know why you looked him up too. <laughs> Shut up, Dad. <laughs> we all know Tyler LaPlay, so... Um, but that's another character that we still like we know some about but we could know more about diamond yep so yeah when she was saying the names i'm like wait a minute (laughs) which character is that what's mississippi's name oh uh let me see uh ernestine um ernestine is with leela rashad yeah yeah, you know her loretta divine Shannon Thornton is her name. Shannon, yes. Why is she not on? There she is. Oh, Me? I was looking for Miss Mi- Mississippi. It's Keyshawn. Keyshawn, <laughs> yes. I was Keyshawn. like, where's Miss Mississippi? M I Cricket Letter, Cricket Letter. All right, well, that takes up all of our time. Um, I, I Did we finish our, we finished our Gotti conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. We determined but- that he's a loser. Did y'all see Lori Harvey says she's dating on her own terms? When 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 was she, when wasn't she? Right. Well, she's just saying it now. We know. Right. We saw it. <laughs> right. She said she was going to get married when she was young, and she realized that she doesn't know anything about herself or what she wants and doesn't want. So she's dating on her own terms. And then Frank Ocean releasing a dingaling ring instead of music. I don't understand. And who's buying a $25,000 dingling ring, sir? I was confused as well. Like who's I, your that, market? Like who's their market for that? Like right. like, this is for attention and it 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 gets exactly. under my skin like sir, drop music. That nobody's <laughs> buying your $25,000 dingling ring. I think <laughs> Well, yeah, no, nobody's buying the $25,000 one. I'm sure you can get one off of Amazon for like five. <laughs> and it's probably going to do the same thing. You know? And it's going to do the same thing. <laughs> Why do you need a gold dingling ring, though? I don't understand. Like, 
that's he, not good. Again, it's attention. It's attention. You have to sit down with some maker and be like, oh, okay, so I got this idea. We're going to come up with this gold diamond. Pre- like, who did that? And then decide the price. When I saw that, the first person I thought thought of was Lil Nas X because I know he's pissed that he didn't think of that first. Like oh, that is right up. That would have been a better person like, to market that. Not right. not for Frank Ocean Kid, but that that does have Lil Nas X because it, it doesn't feel like it's something that you actually want to put out. It feels like a trolling kind of thing. It Absolutely, feels like, like I said like attention seeking. Yeah, yeah, which is annoying because I'm like, sir, get attention for your music, not for this thing of laboring. He don't want to. Twenty, and again, it could have been one that just was gold and whatever, and had attention. But twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, your fans is just basically paying for Apple Music nine ninety nine a month. They ain't got no twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> and we still trying to scam on that. We still use the student discounts to get it for four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all the 200th and 29th episode of the meanest house podcast thank you to psalms salazar from p valley for joining us uh i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know if i'm gonna talk to you guys next week i might give birth i don't really know what's <laughs> happening i might give birth i might not i, might I don't know what's happening week. with my life <laughs> i know i'm gonna have to take a time out i just don't know when is mm-hmm. this our last episode what do you guys think i think it could be i think mean, this is the only thing is yes we could still you, you, be, you could be pregnant next week you will be very unhappy if you are pregnant next week at this time but you might need to rest before you know baby come i don't know so this is our last one for a while I don't know. I mean, it's up to you and her. Well, it's really up to her. It's really up to her. It's not up to me. It's not up to me. If it was up to me, she would be out. She not listening. Like y'all want to y'all want to do episodes every day? Just kidding. (laughs) Look, she in there real comfortable. Okay, she said the monkey pox is out here. It's a hundred degrees. Right. She was like, "What's coming out here for?" What's the plus? Plus, who wants to be Aaliyah? Oh, what wow. comes on after Leo? What what's the zodiac after Leo? It's not oh. Virgo yet. Is it? It is Virgo, right? September is a Virgo, yeah. Zodiac. Yeah, because it goes Virgo and a Libra in September. Because my niece is a, a Virgo, but I didn't think Virgo was that long. Yeah, it's Virgo. I don't want a Virgo baby. No, but when do Virgo like- start? I don't know, but it, it comes on after. Um, <laughs> it has April. to be like mid month or something. August twenty third. Yeah, August I was gonna 23rd. say. I think you might be. You ain't gonna be that long. <laughs> uh, listen, she in there having a damn party. Okay, <laughs> they measured her today, and and the, the those are the exact words of the doctor. She in there having a party. Okay. <laughs> Her her heartbeat was strong and fast. <laughs> she she running. having the time of her life. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I guess this is the last episode for a while. Well, we went out with a bang. We did. We did. So um when I when we all speak, I will be someone's mom, which is crazy. Oh. Yes. Mama Nina. The so thank you for everybody who watches and listens every week and just stay tuned we'll be back soon <laughs> i mean to say what i'm shana b next stucky talk to you whenever <laughs> 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 the <Venus House> podcast. <laughs>